Yo, what's up? You're with the motherfucking Hustler Gang. I'm Mitch. I'm here with Sean and Jesse today. What it is? How are we? What's happening? Not much, man, eh? Been a long week in the fucking office. <laughs> <laughs> Brother, it's been tough. There's been some shit going on this week. It's been big, a big week. Big week. Good to say that we're slowly moving back to normal or some sense of normality within mm. the world. Looking at that three-stage plan that's coming out. Yeah. I think we were one of the first, or Scotty Mo, Scomo was one of the first to come out with a plan like that mm. for reopening everything. Whereas mm. you look at America, they're just they're opening everything back up. Just like everything you at know, once. And it's just to get the fucking shit pumping again. Mm. Like get the get the economy going mm. with no regard for... Human life. Human Dead life. old injections <laughs> must be working. <laughs> yeah. yeah, they're knocking out the natural selection people. Oh. Um, yeah, but the three-stage plan, I think... A lot of people initially thought that was implemented, like the first stage was implemented from yesterday, like when he posted it. Yeah, well, that's what I kind of took it as as well. I mean, like, he didn't really, I don't think he gave a time frame mm. until the first stage is going to start. He's just saying, like, when it all comes to go, this is how it's going to work. Yeah, so, I think what he said was in the, at least in the Instagram post, he was like the New South Wales, ah, uh, not the New South Wales, or the, like the respective governments mm. get to. Enforce it as enforce they please. It when they go. It's so th- the same way they kind of enforce the um, the lockdown. And the border it's protection similar. and all that. Like, they all have their own policies. Mm. Kind of as they see fit. And obviously it's typically going to be with a lot of fucking data and, and all the risks taken into account. But, yeah, yeah. I think most, most states and territories have the... I think Victoria have the right had, a, to, had a bit of a rise in cases, to be mm. honest. Um, I think I was hearing recently, yeah, they had like 41 new cases. Yeah. I think it was something like that. Like, yeah, it was a massive spike just in the last week out of nowhere. I know um, we went for about 48 hours sometime in the last week. In New um, South Wales? I don't know if it was New South Wales or Australia as a whole. For 48 hours, we went with no new cases, mm. which is very comforting. But at the same time, you know, we're not going to get a vaccine anytime soon. I can't see it coming anytime soon mm. um and I think the f- yeah like well the fact that we haven't had them new cases because we're all still in lockdown <laughs> <laughs> don't you think <laughs> you saved my ass yeah I've seen the brain ticking over and I was like you know what, I'll just let it tick for a bit and I'll just jump in yeah. <laughs> no you definitely help me out <laughs> um but yeah I just feel that the reason the numbers aren't really increasing much is because of social distancing. But once these restrictions alleviate, the problem is going to come back, I feel, because we don't have, like, yeah. the regular um, enforcement and restrictions and policies and everything, which is going to help us to negate it. Like, the vaccines aren't there. There's no cures yet. Like, So if one person new gets it, then what's the chance of it all not just blowing up again like yeah. it did? Well, that's, mm. that's what I was trying to sort of get at there. Yeah, I think... <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> eventually. It was just that yeah, eventually yeah. everyone's going to get it. And, you know, once you do get it, you're immune. And until everyone does, you know, get it, mm. we are flattening the curve. But to think, you know, come July, everything's going to be open and back to the way it was, I don't think that's going to be the case. No. no. Like, even if, you know, this state, stage three plan ends up coming in and you know, everything does open, I don't think... Well, I just, <laughs> <laughs> fuck with that as well. You're killing us. 
you know when <laughs> you know when you know you shouldn't laugh and then it just comes out like I was in my head like I can't look at him if I look at him and like laugh straight at you you've looked at me and did it so I've just lost my whole train of thought oh, what the fuck's he laughing about now <laughs> nah I was just having a good laugh but nah yeah no no continue if you remember where you were at. Yeah, I lost my train of thought. You think I'm going to remember it after that? Something about us coming back and vaccine. Yeah, and yeah. Well, that was, that was the case and with coronavirus, I think. It's gone. It's gone. <laughs> that thought's gone. That thought's right. gone. I so, guess on the topic of the vaccines, past flu injections have had coronavirus in them before. <laughs> <laughs> I can't help myself. Oh, can you please? <laughs> oh, God. Oh. I'm sweating. I think you're in a fucking jumper. I'm in the Windy City jumper, inspired by the last dance. Got a Chicago Bulls beanie. Repping it. Go Fuck, little it. segue. That's a good segue into uh, the last dance. I think we should talk about it, but I feel bad for Jess. I've just yeah, I'm literally about both the vaccine. Don't feel bad. I forget what I was talking about. <laughs> I'm both out with my fucking laugh, and I don't know if I'm finished yet. Like if you guys start talking again. Oh, it's like, coming back. You know what's funny about that? Like sitting there and and laughing. I remember back when I was at TAFE, and I'm in this class, and then there's there's a this Asian bloke, can't speak English, like. Good on him, he's come to TAFE trying to get a fucking education. We're sitting in the library. This is about week one and a half. So we're... Like... I know <laughs> the... Rec- <laughs> what the week is that, bro? You in week two or you in week one? You're Harry Potter one and a half. Is it the weekend, bro? Where are you <laughs> Week, um... So halfway Wednesday. through week two. <laughs> Like somewhere there. Because <laughs> after the first week, that's all I can confirm. With this all one. I can confirm is it wasn't the first week, and it was probably the second to third week. But we're sitting there. I've never spoke to the bloke, but we're in deep enough where you know people's faces, so whatever. And we had a lesson at the library. Um, one of our classes, we had to go to the library for some, um, just to do a fucking activity. Yeah. And we're sitting there, yeah. and like. There's a big round table, uh, like a square table. Everyone's sitting around it, doing their, doing it, like doing the work. Doing it. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't a human centipede. You see me having an orgy at the table <laughs> with, with an Asian bloke speaking English. English. <laughs> <laughs> I've like, we, like I'd seen him throughout the course, and then we're sitting next, like we're just sitting next to each other because that's where we got stuck sitting next to, and. That's not very nice. <laughs> I enjoy the bloke. He's a good bloke after after this story. It's after he's the bloke. Um, but we're sitting there, whatever. Like we're doing like a discussion, so people are talking. <laughs> and then you know when you're in a class and you know you can't laugh, similar like that just then, and you know you can't laugh, and you're next to someone and you hear him like chuckle a bit, like you can tell they're trying to. It's because <laughs> I've never spoke to him in my fucking life, so it's not like at school where you're with one of your best mates. And, and they do it, and so it just keeps going. And like, <laughs> this guy, I have no, can't speak it. Like his English was broken. <laughs> like he couldn't no. speak English, 
But it was so fucking funny because he's just going, <laughs> and then I just fucking lost it, and then he lost it for like thirty minutes. We're in, we're in the middle of the class trying to have a discussion. This bloke, I've never seen him in my life, never heard of him, never spoke to him. Do you remember his name? I never asked it. <laughs> but we were sitting there for half an hour just laughing, and never we saw him again. <laughs> I've never seen him since. Like, there you go. I don't know where he is, but, but we that shared a memory fucking you'll remember. Yeah, and it was just hilarious because it's like. It doesn't just happen with people you know or like people who speak English, which sounds stupid. <laughs> it might not even happen with just with But you. it happens in like Arabic. It happens in Mandarin. Fucking oath. What, happen- <laughs> what happens in Arabic in Mandarin? <laughs> like once someone starts chuckling. Oh, I get language. I thought we were doing that conversation. Like, would that have to happen? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, but yeah, that's my story. <laughs> good start, bro. Good start. Fuck, where were we? I loved we? it. I loved it. So, the last dance, eh? Fuck me, I've been loving Thoughts. it. Thoughts. I'm fucking bought stuff. Gone out, got some memorabilia. <laughs> yeah. Got a windy city, city jacket. But yeah, no, it's been really good. Um, guess, like, we can kind of talk about episode five and six, but more so just in general. The so, general consensus is, fuck me, Michael Jordan is competitive. And you had to be a winner to even be on that team. Because mm-hmm. he... <laughs> I saw a story pop up recently, like a couple of days ago. He had a teammate named Horace Grant who's been on there, who's been on the documentary, the one that's fucking got the huge arms. Um, and he had a horrible game, Horace Grant, one day. And on the plane, Michael Jordan was like to the stewardess, don't give this man no food. He don't deserve to eat. And he literally didn't get food. Michael Jordan li- didn't let him eat. Because <laughs> he played trash. So it was funny to hear that because it's mm. like, fuck, you can, you can see it through the documentary. It shows you how competitive he was. Bro. Even like with that little scene where he was um, playing coin flip with the, his security. Security guards, weren't they? That was, it was so just, funny. He just wants their money. In their pocket. That's all he cares. Whether it's a dollar, whether it's fucking whatever it is, he just wants their money in his pocket. <laughs> it's like another another thing with the competitiveness and, and just that champion mentality, that mindset he had was like when he was, I think it was game six, he was going to play the last two games in Phoenix and um, he only took over one suit. So he knew he was only going to play the one game. He was going to go there. They were going to win. Mm. They were down by five or, or four mm. With however many seconds to go, they miss the three yeah. or miss the layup, and he goes up, gets two, then they miss the layup, and he gets a three and wins a game. Like he's unreal. The mentality he's, was just. He knew it. It's good to like. It's funny to think how his mentality. He literally inflicted it on the world. Like the whole world saw him as a god. Like some yeah. of the, some of the interviews with the, <laughs> like the people from Paris and that they're like. He's the god of um, <laughs> sport right now. Right, they said literally in like 98, like the papers are writing, he's bigger than the Pope. <laughs> yeah. That's in the middle of fucking Paris, bro. That's where the Pope resides, isn't it? No, like I in think Italy. It's the Vatican in Rome. Italy, yeah. But like, that's not that far. Yeah. <laughs> if he wants it's to smoke, he can drive. come and fucking get on a train, bro. So like, they're talking about the Pope. And even and like, like Larry Bird talk about him, like he is literally the best player. Like they all worship mm. him, even the players. Well, even he worshipped Larry himself Bird too, said it, bro. Larry Bird. But said I think it. that's just his mindset. Like yeah. he literally made everyone else think like him about himself. Yeah. Mm. Like that was you know he it's like, created that is him. He, he created that them. image. He yeah. knew what he wanted. He knew what he was gonna get. 
Literally. He put himself there and everyone else Aside saw from, where he put himself. Yeah, was, literally. Like, One of his teammates, when, I think it was the last year, when um, it was very hard to get tickets for any of the games... One of the players come in and said, "Hey, is there any chance you got any spare tickets?" He goes, "I don't care if I'm. It's up in the nosebleed section, sitting near God." Then he gave him the tickets, and he goes, "What? What did you say?" And he repeated himself, and he goes, "God just gave you the tickets." <laughs> <laughs> well, just yeah, he like had that confidence, and I think it's impossible. It's almost impossible to think about it from our point of view, or like a regular person's point of view, like how he thinks. Because I think he doesn't literally like he could go work like he could let's say he loses one year he could go work on a jump shot or a def like a defensive like get better defensively etc with no regard for normal human life like us we might come grind get this potty in mm. you know smash some instagram but at the end of the day you know we just want to kick our feet up hang with the family hang with partners etc i don't think michael jordan had that in him like no if he set his mind on, I need to be the best at fucking basketball, mm. he didn't think about the logistics the same way that maybe we go, okay, I want this goal, but what about all the logistics in between? I think Michael Jordan literally just saw... It's a whole different I mindset. To, and yeah, I think I you can create that crazy. mindset. And that mindset, Yeah. if you just oh, believe, yeah. you tell yourself, you know, if you, if you do those 1% things that lead you to that goal, it's huge. The mindset is everything. Everything. Well, what about when he think, like when the Bulls were lo- on that losing streak and he's like almost taken over as coach and he's fucking laying into him, like oh, yeah. giving it <laughs> to him completely. And it's more of a fact like if you want to be the best and win this series, then fucking be the best. Like, what are you doing? You're sloppy. Like, you're lazy. You you shit. Like, mm. and it's just funny to see like that's supposed to be like you know their teammate in a sense, and he's out here fucking like. I'm the boss yeah. here. Yeah. Like, and I think what made them respect it is that it wasn't him saying it as a fucking... No, it wasn't seven, to put him down. Eight, no, but not even like that as well. But also, he wasn't saying it as like a fucking eighth man on the bench who doesn't put in the work. Yeah, doesn't, yeah. Or a superstar that's just lacking in work and not putting in the effort. They like kind of... They had to respect it, even if they made him feel hatred or dislike towards him mm. for momentary time. Like, because he's out there doing he's 40 doing points. Yeah. He's out there... And even just Defending a word behind everything. the scenes. He's out, he's every, talking. Defense is, defense everything. is a good point because defense is a fucking effort more than it is skill even. Yeah. You can shoot threes. You can get 60 points a game and be the shittest defender. And James Harden. And you'll look. <laughs> yeah. The best you, example. Uh, yeah. You, you'll exactly. look good. You'll, you know, it's not a bad thing in a, in a way. Oh, it's, it's marketable. That's why Steph Curry yeah. is so huge. But then there's also that the respect upon, among NBA players where they're like, okay, Jordan's putting in all this fucking effort, whether it be on the court, off the court, all this, he's all about the game. So when he tells me I'm slacking, I know it's I'm only got to come from a fucking place of knowing what the hell slacking is because Jordan held himself to that godlike status yeah. almost, like yeah. a GOAT status before he was even considered that. And he worked for it. like, and, he, and everyone saw how much he worked for it and how much he envisioned it for himself and wanted it. And he achieved it and everyone was like, fucking well. And you almost learn about that more as you... Like, as the story has... Like, even early on when they're talking about him in college and whatnot. Like, it was all... Like, there was talent there. He was sporty regardless of what he, he did. He played baseball as a kid as baseball, well. Baseball. Like, he played heaps. Could have done a lot of things. But I think what changes him compared to every... Tom, Dick, and Harry, similar with LeBron, is that fucking crazy work ethic. Yeah. Because well, like, that's it. That's like, like, 
The first couple episodes, I thought he was a wanker. You watch it, mm. you think, wow, what a mentality to have. But the way he was to his teammates, the way he was with Scotty Pippen, the whole saga, and mm. all that bullshit, you just think, you the know, first yeah. Reaction you don't actually first reaction like a great is, guy. you know, you're a fucking champion. Like, sport-wise, yeah. you can't, mm. you know, put that aside. Profession- you're very professional, but you're a bit of a, a bit of a dickhead. But as you watch it, and you just learn that it's... It's he not no coming choice. from a bad place. <laughs> no, it all well. comes from a genuine like place. Like it's coming right. from a place that he just knows he's the fucking best. Yeah. And he holds There's himself no one to that. else like him. Mm. He holds like, himself accountable for all of it. Like he, he knows that if he wants to be the best, he needs to put that work in. No one else is going to help him get there. Like even in the gym when he's putting the overtime with the coaches, the coaching staff are trying to leave and he's like, coach, I need help. Like, yeah. where the fuck are you going? You're my coach. I need to be the best. Yeah. Help me put the time in. Like that just... I don't even know what you'd call it. Like, that mindset just has its own world. Like, it's, it should have yeah. its own word. That's why, that adds, like, to the point of, like, it's hard to rationalise it from our point of view. Or, like, when I say our, oh, I don't even, like, I mean us, but also just a general person. Like, someone who's not born that way. Like, I feel like, obviously, there's hard work, there's all this. But I think there's something born in him where he's just, like, and you learn about it, too. Like, he's just so fucking competitive. Mm. And that's his fuel. That's where he gets his happiness from. Like, you didn't see him smile once you or show any emotion. But I think, like David think Goggins, for example, you look at him now. He has broken records for the most sit-ups in eighteen mm. hours straight. Or he's done all these stupid re- records and put his body through all these, you know, different obstacles and mm. tasks and everything. And he was not that as a kid yeah. like as a kid he explains that he watched his dad beat his mum and he you know try to mm. try to fight his dad get bashed and he was just he was just he ended up who, becoming fat and for then, people who might not be aware changing his mindset like he's become what he is now and I feel that's the same his, his mindset is fucking yeah. If if you you know listen to him and after Liam, I was gonna say told like David Goggins. Two weeks for people ago. who don't know that, who like what's yeah. a short summary of him like those? Because I don't I know of him from Liam, and then I haven't really there, looked into him. Well, like, who is he generally speaking? Just I'd say what I just said then. Like that's he's a black fella. Yeah, mm. um, and he's I don't know I don't know what the fuck he is. Physic he's just put himself. He's changed his... He's like his, an yes. inspirational speaker oh, now. Oh, type okay, thing yeah. and Fuck, that's the worst summary ever. I can't no, even summarise him. But he just... Is that what he does? Like, he's just yeah, done all this he's shit. He's just done all this around. shit because he's... He wants to do things that are impossible. He's... He yeah. was in the... Um, went and done the Marines, I think it yeah, was. Yeah. The Marines I and failed that. Yeah. It's, watch it and listen to him and... He has a podcast with Joe Rogan. Um, yeah. It's pretty, pretty, pretty interesting. Yeah. Well, Joe that's Rogan's that's... a pretty good place to uh, get to know someone, I reckon. Like Joe Rogan mm. is really good at kind of telling, like, because they sit down for a few hours, on. they like they break down and just have like normal Actual conversation. Chat, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's not like an interview, thirty no. minute fucking interview with E. It's not like you know what's your next book <laughs> coming out? What's your new show about? Yeah. Like, it's actually about who are you? Which is fucking motivational. Yeah, Bernie yeah. Sanders was on one of Joe Rogan's. Yeah, and that was a really good fucking listen. Mm. You just learn about Bernie. And Bernie whatnot. Sanders and, you know, he's saying the whole time, Joe Rogan's saying the whole time, like, you know, people don't know this stuff. I mean, he's... Yeah. Mm. Is know, he a socialist? Especially... Is that, is that well, he's... 
um, pulled out now. Yeah, he pulled out. But he, that's because he reckons that he was fucking, there was no point, I think. Well, I think now it's Joe Biden, from what Charlamagne's saying. I think Joe Biden, yeah. obviously Donald Trump, going for his second term. Yeah. And I think that's almost... Like there's some it's only people, really between them two, I think. They're like I the think major Donald media. Trump I don't know. We'll get it because you'd think so. He like dropped Joe a few Biden, points like, after that fucking disinfectant remark. Right? He dropped like eight points. He was like forty nine down to forty two. Oh, he would because the but people, like, like the people on the, I don't know, like the it's media re- literally like, reporting like saying you should market. do this. Mm. Which is oh, he would climb back up, but he's, you'd think he'd pull back up already. And 41% is a fair bit. Is that compared to just Joe Biden or is that compared nah, to everyone possible? No, nah, that's what they're... They just call them points. I don't know how it's scored, yeah. to be honest with you. But yeah, you know how they say like 42 points. On yeah. If anyone knows more about the US government and how it works and... So that's know. something where we would love to get someone on something like that where it's just like explain it to us. Because mm. I... Like even like something like a stock it's market. It's just interesting. Like that. Like it's just like... Mm. I might not... Incline, like I might not spend my time after learning about it being into it but learning about those little niche kind of stuff in different avenues is exciting yeah. that's almost what Joe Rogan is yeah but he I think that's exciting because mm. it's a media outlet I think Literally. it has to do with the total amount of seats in Congress which are, have, which are supporting you at the time ah so that's not popular opinion or is there another one for I think there's just a, there's a few of them because yeah, I think like from what I understand, you need to get a few seats of Congress on your side. And mm. then, once you get in, normally he, they shift the whole, like, fucking parliament team or presidential team around and get rid of whoever they don't want and yeah. bring the newbies in. That'll work underneath Donald Trump and, like, they're probably his trusted workers. Mm. That's interesting. I think that's just how it works. What were we talking about for that? David Goggins. David Goggins and MJ yeah. and whatnot. Well, that's the thing with MJ. It's just, I think David Goggins, from what I've listen to you Liam etc talk about I think he's a he's an example of born with not that much genetically and then naturally in his favour what he went through what that mindset can do mm. also what he went through and then and what he changes yeah that changes the mind but I think MJ is a mix of natural born talent but fucking work ethic how was his horse. upbringing it was actually had a pretty, pretty good, good yeah. compared to even now to an extent but back then like Black For, families, yeah. especially the 80s. Yeah. Like, he was obviously about he said into he, college he, then. he said he faced a bit of that racial diversity and uh, racial oh, discrimination and that. Oh, he 100%. Like, on that baseball photo when he's a kid, he's literally the only um, mm. black kid in the team. Yeah. And so Which is all, everyone else is white, Caucasian. And what I, yeah, what I pretty much mm. mean also by that is like he had a two-parent home, which back then, even now, that's what even I mean, now, yeah. there's some in general... But especially, it's been reported, obviously, in black communities. Mm. There's not as many fathers or mothers. Complete households. Complete households. Back then, fuck what? He would have grew up would in like the 70s, likely, yeah. um, 70s, 80s. And fuck, he had a mum and dad. So he's, his upbringing was always, I think, stable compared to people in his position, which may have even helped him more. And well, may have helped yeah. him keep his head screwed on. Because we've seen so many potential... Michael Jordans, I guess, that have gone to the wayside. Name one. <laughs> <laughs> no, like no, just like, for the topic of discussion. Yeah, yeah, of yeah. course. <laughs> <laughs> I was just <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I didn't mean to put you on the spot. 
I could talk about it, but I was like, no, I thought you were going to say it, and then it just stopped. It's like, name. In basketball, per se, there was, like, Len Bias, who was a player back then with Jordan as well. Mm. He died of a cocaine overdose on draft night. They reckon he was going to be, like, huge. Like, obviously, we can't tell because Jordan wasn't Jordan the same way that um, LeBron was kind of LeBron in the the high school and college ranks. But, like, people like Len Bias. I guess in football terms, like, who would you say? Maybe... Like a Jared Hayne? Jared Hayne, yeah. I think his ego got in the way. Um, Leighton Hewitt. Leighton Hewitt. <laughs> <laughs> he got there, but he fucking fell off the bed. Leighton Hewitt. He had one, one he got up there for top, a bit. Yeah. Yeah. Even Nick Kyrgios is someone where you look at it and it's like, naturally. Bro, your potential. Well, that he's, other he's changing himself up now. Like his Slowly image. Sure, yeah. Yeah. I don't like that other bloke, Tomic. Tomic yeah. doesn't seem like he's getting the... The picture, like Dickhead. The Kyrgios yeah. is slowly getting there. Yeah, yeah. And it, he's yeah. always had those good stories about him, where you hear him like pulling over with that Canberra and someone's car. Um, the only really bad stories yeah. you see about him, it's just hissy fits. It's I think him having a hissy fit playing, but mm. fucking, it's right. an emotional game. That's what exactly Lathan right. Like, did. Jordan, Jordan, Jordan. All these, you know, every sport. Everyone's mm. fucking... Very, the emotions are high and fucking flying. I think tennis, tennis, some tennis players If you've played it. sport, you know. <laughs> I think the tennis players, they're expected to have that level of self-control. Or, but yeah, also professionalism. Yeah, because sure. they're the only player there, it's like, who does the blame go on? Whereas yeah. with a team, it could be, oh, LeBron had a... LeBron keeps crying to the refs, but what if that's the directive of the coach? Like, the, mm. obviously, there's more to it, but media standpoint, it's easy to just go, Nick Kyrgios, Nick Kyrgios, Nick Kyrgios. Like, well, do you know one again, tennis coach? Yeah. Do you know one Pistons, tennis coach? Um, if you're Jordan not a tennis tactic. fan, no. <laughs> I have no clue. Like, That's what I mean. No. NBA, NRL, you know players, of course. There's, but you know there's Wayne more Bennett. Playing the guy, but you know yeah. Wayne Bennett. You know fucking... Um, Craig Bellamy. Craig Bellamy, Anthony Seabold. But it's a big gist. It's like golf. You don't know the golf trainers. You exactly. don't know the golf coach. Because it's an individual sport. Mm-hmm. Like if... Tennis, for example. Fuck. I guess it's a whole different story. When you've got seven, to 13 players on a field, you need that coach to sort of be that directive Mediator, person yeah. in a way. Whereas, like, tennis... You play your own game. Yeah, I can coach you. They yeah, I can it. show and you what to do. But at the end of the day... You know what it is with tennis as well? The coaches can't actually be on the sideline or be from the fucking stands giving directives throughout the game. They so have they to only have coach for... They only have coaches for training. On the field, like <laughs> you literally yeah. get a violation. The coach gets violations or fines and whatnot if on the court, tennis court. Yeah, because they don't sit on yeah. the court. They <laughs> sit rugby league, basketball. You got the coach. Not now, where they're up in the box, but at the same time, they're directing orders straight to yeah. fucking. Like the trainer is the, the trainer. The trainers are running on the field. They're you know directing what's you know giving the them coaches said this yeah. you know blah 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 blah. Even the NFL to an extent, like oh, obviously we're not into it that much, but they got so many coaches just on the corner. Bro, I think half of them have line. microphones in their helmets. That literally, they don't have to. Like I think the quarterback does, and the quarterback has the playbook on his arm, mm. like call out the plays and all that. Like what the fuck? That's a whole different strategic then, fucking game. Like you look at that comparison to NRL. Imagine fucking Benji Marshall running on the field with his <laughs> paper wrapped around his wrist. Literally, like, you'd be like, what? Like, and they do it, but it's, like, reckon, it's always like, got like, it's always got... X, Y, X, Y. Not even, yeah, not no, even I, the no, no, players, no, like people who are 
inspire them. That's the only mm. thing you see on NRL players, though. Yeah, that's Which it. you still see on NFL players, but it's fucking crazy to think you literally take the playbook out with you. <laughs> and then NBA is another example of a coach being literally right there. Not even with a yeah. turn or nothing, just Walking a coach up being and right, the up and down, bro. You can walk to the half court, you can fucking yell. Reminds me of Little League. When we used to play, like, um, soccer in under sixes and that, and like, I think my dad was the Bro. coach. He used to, we used to just run on the field. Like he'd be on the field coaching. <laughs> so, like, I would play bulldogs under sixes. Oh. I think sevens as well. I think until you're in under eights, but definitely sixes. The coach is behind you. Yeah, yeah, they're on the like, field telling you what to do. Like they're dodging pushing, you, you're pushing going... you to the dummy half. Yeah. Some, players, some players will still run backwards and score in their own try, yeah. <laughs> or kick a goal in your own one. What sport do you think um, requires? the most talent I mean not talent sorry the most skill like it's a good question mindset wise physical wise like because if you look at a rugby league it requires if you're talking basic fitness, physical NRL but at the NFL. same time but yeah if you're just talking physical, physical not even wise. fitness just let's talk physical. physical wise physical NRL and NFL probably NFL only just because they're so fucking big mm. and you're only there for offense and these players you're versing are only there for defense you're running into people who just tackle shit all day 300 pounds but look at the size of the pads they have on that's true Which, but that could give you a false sense of security and then honest, you get fucking I actually right. think NRL over NFL just for the fact that NFL will have two teams like they have 50 people on the team mm. that play over the space of four quarters so mm. They even have a special team for kicks. So like, there's fitness almost three wise, terms. Probably fitness. I'd say you know, NRL don't need to be as fit. Yeah. If we're NFL. talking between those two, fitness rise NRL. If you're talking about fitness in general, AFL or soccer, bro. AFL I was going to say AFL and AFL, soccer too. Yeah, I've I haven't I've never played a competitive or official ref official ref. Soccer. Oh my lord! Yeah, like soccer. Fucking, <laughs> you get the final point. Soccer. Of soccer. Um, I'd like to one day, which would be fun. But AFL, I've played that. Holy shit. Yes. Bruv. Even when we played for school, like, it wasn't as serious, but it just running. No, yeah. you don't stop running. The whole time. <laughs> and then you've you got to tackle people, running. literally get up and keep running after Yeah, the well, you get yeah. hit. You're running for the board, you just get clean. You're not even watching. <laughs> like, so, and wise. that was even like, that was at the end of a footy season. So, you know, I'm most yeah. fit. And I'd say, you know, this AFL was probably more enduring. Yeah, then oh, fitness, you had to play the long game for AFL. Then rugby league, Whereas, like although rugby league, you were having, you know, you were tackling, you were, yeah, you know, running and you know getting tackled more often. I just feel AFL, NRL takes it like footy, rugby league takes it out of you in a mix of fitness and physical. AFL is what? just you get so fucking tired fitness wise mm. that if you got one hit, like you just fuck. Mm. Oh. But you don't have to think as well. So third quarter in AFL, there's not much thinking involved in a way it's compared just, to rugby league. Yeah, yeah. yeah compared, like if you're a hooker, halfback, you know, one of them, yeah, any player really, other than the wingers. Or, but even then, nowadays, mm. it's, uh, the wingers are getting a, a lot Bro, more involved. The first involved. three tackles are literally backs. Nowadays. But with AFL, you don't. It's not a lot of thinking. Just go no. run, kick. If you get the ball, kick it. You know, yeah, kick it towards the other goal. Like, just tackle, kick yeah. it, fucking pass it. There's Especially if you're talking at a professional level. Like, these players have it ingrained in them. So, for the first three quarters, unless you're a shit team trying to prove yourself all game long, mm. like these good teams, like the Sydney Swans when they're on their game, etc., like Geelong, the first three quarters, in your head, you're probably just like, okay, I could be down 36 and still win. Yeah. That's six goals. It That's all it is. Could take ten minutes, but you get twenty minutes plus. I don't know how the fuck they work the stoppages, but for some reason, some AFL games feel like they go forty minutes mm. over the fucking stoppage time. Oh, 
They do. They do. But yeah, fitness-wise, I think it's safe to say AFL. Honestly, soccer, I wouldn't know. Again, haven't played as well. Soccer's, being... soccer's pretty enduring just for the fact that you always like... Because you're always on the same bloke in terms of the fact that you're marketing 24-7. So if he's running, you're running. And if you're running, he's running. <laughs> like, whoever has the ball, like, you're going up and down the field. So... I like. I actually felt like AFL exhausted me fucking so much more than soccer. Yeah. Maybe just because I wasn't that good at soccer. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like soccer. If you have a smart, like the higher you get, maybe in like weekend leagues, it's a bit easier because the other person's not going to push you because they don't want you mm. to push them in terms of running and chasing. I think once you go a bit higher, where people are smart and they actually strategically say so if they know you're unfit, they'll wear you out. Yeah. I feel like that's when soccer gets a bit intense. In soccer, I think you need a lot more individual talent, but you also need to have like a good connection between players. Mm-hmm. Whereas in rugby league, you need to have more than one player involved in a play. Oh yeah. Unless it's like you know the dummy half doing it, but case in point is yeah, Jared Hayne. Think about how fucking scary that was for everyone and how unreal mm. his 2009 season was because it's like. Have we ever seen an individual affect a team in such like a that. good way that much? Because NRLs usually, you literally need... You have to have a good spine. Everyone, that's all yeah. the off-season talk is who's got the best spine. They have the best chance. Why? Melbourne always been the best chance because they had Billy, Cameron, that, Cooper, and that, then a solid yeah. up-and-coming or established half. And then you know you need your uh, forward pack eight. as well. You need a solid, scary forward pack that are just going to do the job week in, week out. Mm. Like, Jared Hayne came in individually... With a decent team there at Parramatta. Well, good, but they were but just underachieving. Yeah. Always. Can, and then yeah. he... They'd always just fucking fall short. He came in and changed that whole season around for him. Mm. Done, I don't think, as you were saying, we've never seen anything like that in our individual season. Individually. individually. No. And that, that's... I think that's Mate, also uh, what was his downfall as well. His biggest upbringing was his downfall. is because he probably thought after that, I had this in me. I think mm. about MJ, the way he thinks is, I have this in me. And he actually had it fucking for mm. 15 years, 16 years. Whereas Jared Hayne, he could have had it by all means, but I think he approached it differently. Like, obviously, I don't know the logistics, but I think yeah. he just let that to that nine run, which was fucking crazy, like the wildest we've ever seen. And I think he let it get to his head a bit to the did. to the point where it was like, I don't need to keep working that hard to stay where I am, mm. and that's where he thought he was just going to achieve overseas in America when he tried it. His hand at NFL, like almost like a self entitlement thing, and. Yeah. Now he's come back and he's got fucking lawsuits and shit on his head. Yeah. Like, I think he just let it all go to his head, really. That's like the but, opposite end of the spectrum of how talent can go the other way. Yeah. And that's that's what I mean. That's why I mean when I said a Jared Hayne, which actually fucking speaks to how good we are on this potty. We just somehow proved our own point. You know how you say Yeah, we'll do that. <laughs> Michael Jordan is MJ. Uh, is, uh, Michael <laughs> like, Jordan is MJ. Michael Jordan is Jared Hayne. Like, no, but I mean like how you said what's one like how it could have gone south oh yeah like we literally initially we said a couple of names but we just fucking spoke about it <laughs> like that was mad <laughs> like, we just went circle, fucking bro. full circle that's like one of those moments it's like, good stuff good stuff fellas <laughs> yeah but I think yeah Hayne could have definitely if he embraced especially in NRL embraced that team and kind of allowed mm. another person to coexist with him not be the man because Jared Hayne showed he could be the man yeah. but I think he just didn't let anyone even get close to that like he, he his ego wouldn't allow someone to be mm. get a three Dalian points or get the media praise for one week and I think he couldn't handle the fact that when they'd lose it'd be his fault like that was mm. uh, Michael Jordan could handle that when he lost he took it it's my fault we lost boys yeah. like we're all playing shit but it's my fault I should have won that 
Mm. Whereas Jared Hayne would, I, I think there was a few cases there where he's fucking palming it off to a few people. Yeah. Which is just this, that, like, how that mentality can differ from, like, one great to another great. Mm. And it's just. Again, that speaks to fucking you, bro. We're doing it again. <laughs> We've gone. We're the goats, bro. 2008, fucking, I we're got going my, to your um, fucking point, which is mindset of fucking someone like a David Goggins. Yeah, you need a you mindset. The, as a you goat. need the mindset. You can have the talent there, but if you don't have that mindset that mm. wants to keep you on path, that wants to keep you motivated, you like feel I feel, I, I don't know, with Jerry Krause, do you reckon he was the way he was to keep Michael Jordan hungry, to keep him motivated? Because like, just think about it for a sec, like. I'm without without him, you know, saying we're going to get rid of so and so, we're going to you know do this, and when I'm I'm not looking after you know, he was always saying it's the organisation, yeah. you know, he'd always say from the bottom to the top, what a great organisation, you know, and he he'd always yeah. say about the organisation where, brother, without Michael Jordan, yeah, in re- realistic, Bulls that's a fucking yeah. would probably. 92 like that's an amazing to 98. fucking point. Like, just to at least look at it from that angle. But then as well, th- if he no, didn't... Like, like mm. sorry. I think that, but at the same time, he would have come out shortly afterwards saying, Jordan, you know, I was doing that to keep you hungry. I think he was doing it to keep his name... Where it was. Oh, he was keeping... Yeah, yeah because he, he was always a short fat bloke, and that's what we're learning. But that's a very you good look point. At, like, yeah. you can say that without believing it, but that's a fucking good point that, like... I'm literally thinking now, like, holy shit. I think he, the name Jerry is fucked. But, like, think about uh, it, because Michael Jordan, right? How about what? Jerry Heller from fucking Straight Outta Compton? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Bro, 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 Jerry, Jerry, Jerry Springer. Jerry, thing. Jerry Springer, like, he's got a good show, but fucking that... If he's you look at that kids. from a fucking... Like, a, a logistics standpoint... What the fuck is Jerry Springer? Yeah, yeah, no, 100%. <laughs> he just gets people on to have a go and fucking swag Jerry Seinfeld off. is not funny. <laughs> <laughs> He'll come on here and sue you for it. Yeah, the fucking goat that I can ever fucking think about with the name Jerry is Father Jerry. Oh, yeah. Father Jay. OQP. Rest, in, rest in power, Father Jerry, bro. That guy's a goat. And if you know what we're talking about, please say something, because he's a fucking goat. Simple as that. He was the man. What were you saying? Yeah, Jerry Krause. So I think... Literally, as you just said, what motivation would he have? If he came out later, or maybe like at at Jordan's Hall of Fame speech or something, once it all boiled down and said, look, or even said it to Jordan, like Mm. behind the scenes, and they patched up that relationship behind the scenes and then worked on it publicly. Like, if he said that, then yeah. But I think think literally that was how Jerry Krause was, and it was almost like destiny, because if he wasn't like that, does Jordan stay that hungry? Well, does Jordan stay that hungry and... Does Jerry Krause even get featured in this documentary? <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean? Like, if, if Jerry Krause wasn't controversial as he was, there'd be no Jerry Krause. You know, mm. that this whole documentary would be about how great Chicago Bulls were, how great Jordan was, how great Pippen was, how great fucking the coach was. Mm, you Phil know? Jackson. Like, Phil Jackson would have stayed there the whole time. He wouldn't have left if Jerry Krause wasn't who he was. And and they, their, their dynasty might have ended with a sour taste. Like, maybe that... That's what I've been thinking as I've been watching it. Like, mm. did they pull the plug at the perfect fucking time? Well, when I first started watching it, bro, I actually thought that Jerry Krause was, like, a spitting image of Jerry from um, yeah. Straight Outta Compton. Like, yeah, just... The way that he operates, I feel like he's a very public speaker in the sense he's, he can make everyone happy through his words, but in the background, mm. he's like fucking running the whole shit. show. Like, he's yeah. like, 
MJ, like MJ would have been having the deals like Easy E was getting behind the scenes and getting mm. all the cash, keeping them comfortable. And Scotty Pippen was the ice cube. Yeah, like, the rest yeah. of them were. Yeah, they were dis- uh, expendable, like, like dispendable. I don't know. Yeah, 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 no, 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 no you know what I mean. Like he fucking had that. Scotty Pippen was an ice cube in the sense where if he went to Portland, if yeah. he went to Lakers, if he went somewhere, he would succeed. Yeah. He could run his own team. Almost. He would be the Jordan of what any any other club in the league. Mm. I feel. Like he would, he could run the show. Yeah, hundred percent. And Ice Cube, to that to that analogy, Ice Cube probably thought, "Fuck, I can make a solo career bigger than having Jerry Heller suck fucking Easy's cock." Mom, maybe, that's yeah. got, maybe that's how he got. Maybe that's how he. Maybe that's how Easy E got uh, fucking just AIDS. Like, I, as soon as I started <laughs> watching it, <laughs> maybe that's how Easy E got AIDS. Nah, that's a whole other can of worms, bro. Yeah, you shouldn't bro. I did it, but anyways, I'm not talking about no K. I'll tell you that, bro. <laughs> <laughs> We're walking the other way. If should get stalked, but yeah, that was a fucking amazing analogy. There's been some good points. Today. Yeah, really good points. Holy shit, fucking really good points. Yeah, but um, I think in terms of Jerry Krause, like. I think he always just had that short fat guy syndrome, which is what they say in it. And a point that I was thinking from the recent one, remember how Jerry Krause loved Tony Kukoc? Yeah. Loved him. What did Jordan and fucking Pippen do? USA versus Croatia. Yeah, yeah I've seen that. <laughs> like, <laughs> holy fuck. Like, that just shows you. But, see, why would Koki... Oh, Kukoc. Kukoc. Why, why would Jerry Krause have to go and get him? Because he was playing overseas. Yeah, but they didn't... Like, that was the start of Jordan's run. That was the start oh, of yeah, all these no, guys' run. You, mean, you know, yeah. this was... what time, When did they get him? 89? Kukoc? Yeah. I think he was for the second run. So, like, 94? 94. 94. So, again, still. No, 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 sorry. 92. He was early. That, that's that what was I was... Yeah, I knew it was early. It was a dream team. 92. So, 92, yeah. Why would you need to go get someone who's going to be the next Jordan when... Jordan hasn't even fucking reached <laughs> his prime. In 92, yeah, I think they had one championship. Or they just had one like, second. They literally hadn't even... He wasn't in his prime. There was... You know, they were at the start and he's going to get someone else to come and chuck in. Like, And I think as well... See, that's another point where Jerry Krause was just doing, doing these things to keep Jordan motivated because there was no one at Jordan's level. Jordan knew he could go into any game and win it no matter what. That's the thing. All you had to do is tick off Jordan to the slightest extent. Like, did you see that one about Clyde Drexler, the Portland Trailblazers guy? I think they versed him in '92, right before the, right before that Dream Team kind of scenario, and um, he was saying like Clyde Drexler is Jordan, like Clyde Drexler and Jordan are the same player, etc. Mm. And then Jordan took that personally, and he dropped like eight fucking threes <laughs> in the first half because I think that's what Clyde was known for, like just threes. Like, not just threes, but yeah, he was yeah. a slinger from deep. So Jordan's like, whatever you can Came do, I can do fucking it. better. I can hit threes, <laughs> but I can also dunk. I can also drop 60. I can also win the game. Mm. Like, you're not me, Clyde. You're not yeah, me, Clyde. Yeah, simple as that. He's like, I got, I got nothing but respect for Clyde, but you ain't fucking me. <laughs> <laughs> you know well, what? what about... Oh, quickly, another one. What about on the topic of that, he's, um, he was in a game and he was, it was with Magic Johnson. And they were down by eight. Bro, that... You and know he's that come game, out... Yeah, that game is literally famous. He came out and um, scored ten. That's a And scrimmage. he's gone over to Magic Johnson and said, um, it's the 90s, baby. <laughs> <laughs> literally. And that, that game, yeah. 
everyone, every sport analyst, every fucking sport tragic, every NBA fan, even not NBA fans, just people who, like people who fucking have interest in this kind of stuff. That was the 92 Dream Team Olympics um, scrimmage. And like, you got to think at this time, Magic, pre-AIDS, I think, I don't think he has AIDS yet. Um, so he's still up. <laughs> he's yeah. still he's still playing. <laughs> well, he was a go to the eighties, big time. Him and Bird, and that's what jo- you hear Jordan why, talk about it. That was like the gist of that story I just said. Then was like when he said, "This is the nineties." Yeah. He was saying to Magic, Bitch. Old, you know, <laughs> move over. This yeah, is the new man. fucking wave, you know, and that that mentality you, yeah. is just fucking. We can't get over it. Like, he can draw. He can draw inspiration from anything. Like he just put it on the go. Like, yeah, literally. He's Magic Johnson like, was, that's right. someone coming out now to LeBron and saying, "Hey, LeBron, literally, you know, it's 2020, <laughs> you know, and that's that literally be Michael what it Trump is now." Mitchell going to um, what's it called? Greg Inglis. Yeah, <laughs> going on to him like, bro, sell, mm. move over. I'm literally. the new you, even though he's already pretty much. Even yeah. it would so, be like, let's yeah. say it would be like when Jonathan Thurston was starting to ascend. John D was a renowned legend, goat already. Like, and yeah. descending. Before we get too far off, what were you going to say before, Jesse? Oh, I was going to talk about... Um, we're going to end up Alan getting on the NRL Wilson, and everything. No, no, yeah. I, was, I was just saying like an analogy. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And Thurston saying to John, yeah. like, this is my fucking... Time. This is the 2010s. <laughs> yeah, literally. I, that was, I was literally... Done. But, um, <laughs> <laughs> no, Alan Iverson, bro. He's someone that I would have fucking loved so, to have like, seen play a lot more. Mm. Because his career was cut short because well, of that's his, a, yeah, that's his a gang ties and shit, wasn't it? Almost, yeah, like he had a lot of off-field stuff, like, well, and yeah, I think he I was mean, just. Like, they reckon he I love was on watching, bro. I love, but even the Iverson documentary, bro. I love Alan I love Iverson, that. bro. I kn- like I had an understanding of him before that. Yeah, but I won't say I knew. Like I could sit here and tell you this. After that Iverson one, bro, that was crazy, and he that's what that, that's what Gene Michael up eventually to do this because the same guy who directed Iverson directed, directed the, um, last dance. the Last Dance. So other than Again, Jordan driving motivation, mm. seeing LeBron dancing at the 2016 parade. Yeah. People start really talking about him being the GOAT. Other than that, like, the other motivation was, like... Was Iverson pre-Jordan or post-Jordan? He blew up kind of as Jordan went out. Because Jordan was retired for a few years and then came back, played with the Wizards. Yeah. But Iverson's real run was 2000-2001. Um, when Kobe and Shaq were taking over the mm. league and that's when he took the Philadelphia 76ers to the finals and that yeah. was he was like the Stephen oh, Curry of that sort of generation in yeah in, in his own way yeah because yeah. Steph Curry changed the fucking game forever yeah. with his shot Allen Iverson dress code the dress code was literally suits ties before it because the NBA was trying to you know, market himself to the world it, yeah. after Jordan kind of blew it globally. Well, they like, used let's... to go everywhere in mad suits, like mm. pimp daddy suits. Bro. <laughs> in 2004, like Carmelo, you see it, like <laughs> yeah. LeBron, all these draft day suits, they're fucking huge. And because they're eight foot tall, bro, the blazer looks two meters oh, long. <laughs> like huge. But Alan Iverson started coming to the games in his fucking jeans and, and tee and, and chains, etc. Yeah. And initially, they... Initially, they gave it to him, and like the league would say, like you got to come in a suit or you're gonna get fined. This, that, the other. Like he was copying it. Mm. Just to now, you see Russell Westbrook. Like Russell Westbrook can fly because Alan Iverson walked. 
You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, dead set though, because like even all these tattoos, like tattoos were frowned upon in the. Oh fucking yeah, you had to hide them. That's why they needed suits because if you had tattoos. Yeah, right, well, that's what the, that's what the NRO should fucking implement, man. How boring is it? watching you know fox sports or channel nine and they show you know they're doing the pre-talk and then they show the team jump out of the bus and they're all just in the same fucking gear they're in the same bag they're just they walk out they got no character we're getting to the point now that's it and we get to the point now we see them on instagram where you know we know these players daily Mm. lives we know their laugh Mm. we know how they are you know we know the characters we like there's no no there's social media anymore. now that yeah. have you know the fashion sense they're all dressing up A1 but do you think Callum Ponga would Get ever wear a suit if he had to like you see him on Insta he's like there's that that Newcastle kind of chilled vibe like the tees yeah like oversized tees trackies and kicks like all this stuff I don't wear that shit to the and how exciting would that be for an NRL fan Does you know see him coming out of the team bus he got the oldies rocking up in their thongs and yeah. you know, the old crew, and then you got the young ones coming in. They've got the Fresh Air Maxes yeah. on. Bro, you've got, got to think about know, it from this point of as well. Like Kevin Durant and Russell Westbrook, their feud back, like when it was mm. hot and heavy back then. KD loves photography, whatever. They're versus, and then OKC are in town in uh, in Golden State to verse Kevin, and um. Yeah, so Russell Westbrook walks out with a fucking, like a photography vest, like a high-vis vest saying on the back photography, like just as a subtle shot. And that was, that's still a legendary photo to this day. (laughs) But at the time, bro, it just had people talking like, and people around the world, like that's marketing. Think about, um... That's rivalry, like you fucking rock up with something to diss the other player, get a bit of hype behind the game, get the fucking emotions fired up. Literally, bro. And then even the Wizards, I think in like game Game six, mm. I think, versus Celtics in like 2017, 18, something like that. They wore an all black, all black suits against suits, but they had the choice to do so. All black suits as if they're going to a funeral because they had the game to win in Boston to um, proceed. And then, or in, yeah, in Boston. And then fucking Boston, like that was a massive talking point. They lose, whatever. Makes it even bigger because it's like, and then a player. The, I think Isaiah Thomas at the time when he was on that historic run mm. was like ain't no bitch coming in here talking about a funeral on my home ground so like that just was huge like media yeah. wise yeah. that blew up across the world again and it's just it's little things in the in the grand scheme like it's away from the sport but it's, it's just it's well, exciting it just gives the game a bit of personality bro it doesn't just make it the Parramatta Eels and mm. and you know the Melbourne Storm and the Bulldog whatever like it makes it yeah, it gives the players a bit more recognition like when the, when personality. Play, yeah, like when the players walk in in during an NBA game, like that's a highlight of the fucking game almost. Mm. Like you see them rocking up in these fresh outfits, looking hectic, like kicks on. It just, it just keeps it. Even after the game, they can the do that too. Like after the game, they yeah. put on whatever. It just keeps it in the loop. Like you know, with rugby league, it's a weekend Off-season. sport. During the week, you don't hear of it. During the season. Like, it's just, on the come weekend, you got yeah. Thursday to Sunday, you know, you're booked in for. Mm. Whereas NBA, although they do play pretty regularly, it's just constantly even in, always in the talk because of how they're dressing, you know. Something might circulate three days later and it's the same thing. And even in the off-season, like, the off-season is probably the greatest sign of, like, a, a league's marketability. Not regularly, a league in general. Mm. NBA, all off-season, there's something going on. Like, initially after the finals... There's a draft like six, seven days later. So that's huge. That's massive talk for five, six, 
like two weeks until free agency opens because it's like alright this guy went here before it it's like who's going where after it it's like this guy went here let's start doing mock mock standings for next season because we know who has who yeah, yeah, yeah. and then it's yeah. like after that it's free agency so it's like who's going to go where who's going to go where etc mm. so that's like 14 days worth of intense and then you've got a bit of a quiet like a bit quiet for like maybe a month then it starts to pick up again because players are doing international tours like Steph Curry's going to China for Under Armour you know, about that bro how good's that Steph Curry I didn't realise what he fucking what he's done. actually went through to mm. get that contract signed with Under Armour yeah oh, does, does, does anyone going to question like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, like, he dunk <laughs> <laughs> that's what I was waiting for I'm waiting for something I thought you were just going to keep talking about <laughs> <laughs> we were both excited <laughs> what's he done okay what's okay. he done <laughs> no it's fucking crazy to think um, he was with Nike originally um, signed with them 2009 and then you know he was with them for four years mm. come 2013 it was open for negotiations and un- a Nike offered him 2.5 million for the first year and Under Armour offered him 4 million and then why are you looking at me smiling? <laughs> you just keep smiling. <laughs> I'm waiting to find out. This is a good story. <laughs> I don't know why are you smiling at me. <laughs> I'm like, why is he smiling? Oh, fuck me, dead. I can't tell a story for shit today, bro. Sorry, guys. Dead said my input's been like Marco's last week. Like, fuck me, dead. He said about 10 words. Nah, it was a good laugh last week. We'll have him on in a couple of weeks when there's a lot more to talk about. But, Stephen Curry, Under Armour. So then, what I found, I I didn't know, but the reason he didn't end up going with Nike was because one of the reps called him Stefan. Fucking nicked him, didn't it? Like, how do you not know know his name? Even just say Steph. (laughs) Like, you don't have to say his full name. (laughs) They called him Stefan. They had a presentation, like, you know, to, to try get him to come. And they, on the presentation... It had Kevin Durant's name. They forgot to take Kevin Durant's name out of it. So, you know, <laughs> why the fuck would you want to go with Nike if you're Stephen Curry? Yeah. And you look at what he's done now. He's got ownership in the... He's got half... I don't think it's half. He's got ownership in Under Armour. Yeah. He doubled its evaluation in the how long mm. he's been there. It's just fucking amazing. Oh, I'll tell you what, what he, Under Armour he's was... done well there. 100%. Like with like the Rock. Was, was even The Rock joining Under Armour? Under Armour was... Fucking going crazy oh, right yeah. now. That that um the rocks. I think they got Joel and Bede. Um, Joel and Bede as well. Joel and Bede's on there, which isn't as he's not as marketable from I guess a shoe sense right now. But yeah. In terms of social media, like he's hilarious. Well, doesn't he? He was on the two K tournament, wasn't he? Or no? Joel, I don't think he was. No, he might have been in some fucking form. But I, I think he was on the physical yeah. tournament. Um, but yeah. Good old Joel. Fucking Joel. How are you, mate? Who else? Is it Under Armour? I'm trying to think. There's a couple more names, bro. There's Jordan Spieth, the golf player, who's obviously to us yeah. and to the general public, golf's not that marketable unless your name's Tiger Woods. But Jordan Spieth, at least as a as a goat of uh, like a great, sorry, of the sport. Right yeah, now, I'm trying to think who else. Man. I think. Oh no, I was gonna say like Roger Federer or someone. But, but. In terms of bigger brand, like that's huge for Under Armour to yeah. be growing, and they're getting there. Like they're a big four brand now. Nike added as mm. I think Roger Federer is Uniqlo actually. Yeah, I think he is. Uniqlo, how yeah. random! 
That's that's the most tennis sponsorship deal you've ever heard. <laughs> like, Honestly, you, oh, fucking you! Like I've got to wear a polo while I fucking play. What? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> or I'm in a polo outside of the game in like a fucking sweat training tee. Like that looks half professional on the court. Like what? I actually didn't even know that they made tennis gear until I saw him wearing it once. Because mm. I th- I swear he was with I think he was with Nike for ages. Start when <laughs> a lot of the tennis players would have been because they just had the bag to secure. Well, there's yeah, big... I think there was a couple other ones. Like, Wilson's a massive tennis brand. Yeah, they are. So, like, there's a few big ones out there, but Nike just did everything. Oh, the, the funny uh, thing about Nike is they got Drake. No, they've got 95.5% of athletes. Sponsorship deal wise. Mm. Like, Nike have 95% of the market. You know, you're not surprised hearing that, to be honest. Like, it's like yeah, that surprising, that but it's also not. Huge. That's massive. Like, when you, you think about Adidas, that's like, a monopoly. Like, that's they like, own that market. <laughs> think about Amazon. They're huge, massive, but they're not even close to having ninety five point five percent of the market. Imagine they had ninety five percent point five nine point five point five percent of sales or something. I don't know how you correlate it in a sense. Yeah, I think but it's just ninety five point five percent of, of, of all retailers sell through. Uh, yeah. Is that that's what you yeah, yeah. Like ninety five point five percent of retailers sell through Amazon almost. Yeah. That would be like saying that. Yeah, literally. Like that's just wild to think. That- Unreal, bro. Think about Drake. Drake's that's not an athlete, and he, they like they signed him. Like that's a smart move from Nike because they know Drake marketability wise. Yeah. Imagine him like all these checks over stripes. That's huge. Well, it's now. like his T- mm. the TNs. He rocked TNs. Bro, TNs. He rocked TNs. <laughs> now everyone rocks TNs. Yeah. Yeah. I saw him when wearing... I when I was working at Hype, bro. TNs were frowned upon. 2016. I'm the <laughs> only one there rocking them. Not obviously not at work, but outside of work, I. would you know, and everyone was frowning upon him. And then Drake wears them a year later. Now TNs are the hottest thing in Australia for every genre of person. And Foot Locker are cheering because they're the only store that has it. That's hey. Stockham, yeah. Like, fuck. They had the license to it. But I don't know how that's working now because you do see stores like, I don't know, above the clouds, but I know a few stores in the city are starting to get it. Are mm. selling TNs. Oh, wow, that's interesting. Not regularly, but the one off TNs. So yeah. I don't know how that works. That'd be very interesting to know. Can someone uh, like Ray's Locker get their hands on Tans? Because he's not an official brand, is he? he I does. mean, not a company. No, like, he, he can. He would. Would. Resale, it? I don't know if he'd be resale because he gets full. He gets full. Uh, oh runs, yeah, stock no. runs, size runs, and everything. And majority of the time, they're you know the mm. new. He'd have a contact somehow. Yeah. yeah so he's obviously sure. would have worked. That's another person who would be exciting to get on. Yeah. Just to see how he's turned in from. I think he like he he started the TN page years ago. Just appreciation. That TN page is gone. I think TN Talk, oh, it was called. And it was the same. Oh, as, and he was Ray. Like, and, was yeah, like yeah Raymond Ray. Asian fella from Para. I think. I can confirm. If I'm wrong, Raymond Ray, I'm so sorry. But, he's. <laughs> it'd be very good to have him on just to see... It's just interesting how he, how he does that. Yeah, how he gets his hands on, on the Even like Were you in the game for a bit stores. too? Yeah, like, so I, like I'd, I'd sneak a second initially. And, but, and thing, like, I wasn't half of what Ray's Locker was, but you hear these stories, like, of people having links and whatnot. But even, like, as a, like the starter of Soulmate Sneakers, st- stuff like that, like, mm. above the clouds, um, up there stories, etc. That'd just be interesting to have because it's like... Atmos. Yeah, Atmos, literally. Yeah. Like, you think well, these places that don't <laughs> typically... In Japan. Yeah. Oh, like, where'd that start? Here? I don't know. Nah, in Japan. Japan's huge with the sneakers. Did you guys see that when you well, went? We, we went in there yeah. and all the shoes on the shelves are wrapped in plastic. Like, 
Similar to kind like of vacuum or yeah, all, all the sleeved. Yeah, yeah. The, Is that what they call it? I think vacuum yeah. sleeved. Some of those stores in America fucking excite me. When you they know that sneaker shopping complex mm. where they've got like literally they're all wrapped up like that. Yeah. And you just see these guys go in and just. Well, this cop. is like a three-story shoe shop mm. with all like like literally. I'd probably buy floor. one of them. Ooh, like <laughs> the shoes <laughs> in that store. I'd be getting everyone. <laughs> That's almost the like they didn't have any shit ones. Like. <laughs> I think butter are a butter are an American brand, but butter's hectic. How it's kind of forming a lane in Australia. How it's got the cafe and winery and bar down the bottom, and then you walk up chicken the top. Bar and... Chicken, like the chicken's actually mm. good. And then you go upstairs and you got all the you got all the sneakers. You got rare like rare branding clothing, um, like collaborations, rare collaborations. Is that the one in power? Yeah, on Macquarie Street. Yeah. Street. What's the street going down? Church Street. No. The one to the yeah, left yeah, of it. Yeah. Whatever. Whatever, <laughs> whatever, whatever, whatever it is. The one going down where? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, like that's, again, back to Drake. Like that's smart of Nike. Smart of Nike to say, Drake, jump on so Because checks over stripes, wearing the TNs. Mm. Um, I saw him once wear like a... I can't remember what it was per se, but I saw him wear a shoe at a at a concert, and I was like, "What the fuck? Like this is crazy!" And yeah, yeah, what, bro? I don't know. Like it'd be interesting to actually find out how much that sponsorship deal is worth because with Driz, yeah, with Driz, because I just look at it and it's like he's actually got his own brand now, OVO, OVO, yeah. like so all them like, and there's OVO stores. I've, don't know exactly where. I think there's a couple They've in America. There's some in got Europe London, too. Europe, all over Europe. Um, I would love to. Like I, every now and then, I look I think at the we walked past one, bro. But I did say think it was a fate. Like it was Ovio like Italia or something like uh, that. Like it was a fucking ripoff. Yeah. <laughs> 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 like it was just some knockoff one. Yeah. But um, because he has his own brand, how much would that sponsorship be worth? Because he wears all his own shit most of the time. Like unless it's like mm. you know Gucci or something like that. But from what I see, it's always his own shit. Well, I, I, I so guess it's it, just shoes. Maybe it's a wear it. Like, market I don't know it how for, it works. Market it thing, for us and then... Like, he was going to have a... It. He was going to reveal his son through Adidas. Like, the story of um, Adonis. And that's where, obviously, the diss track came from. And that's how Kanye knew and told Pusher, etc. Mm. So, I don't know how it works now. He's only been with Nike for, what, a year or so? Since... Maybe a year and a half? Since, like... Oh since then and I don't know if he's gonna have like a uh, Air Drake like he's got the OVO like the Nike collaboration with OVO mm. etc and they're fucking huge but Nike would be smart Nike? I think doesn't he have that fucking airline called Air Drake Air Drake yeah bro Nike yeah. would be smart to like have something to do with that like Air is Air Force Drake Air Force like. Air Maxes everything yeah. Nike Jordans. people know Air yeah, it, it, you know, it comes with. I reckon that might even maybe it's a have huge something to do with fucking Nike. But it but could. it makes sense, like Air Drake oh, yeah. and, and you know who, in the fucking sky. Who, but it was a Virgil Abloh thing. That's too. what I was gonna say. Yeah. So like, and he's got the ties with Nike, Virgil so Abloh. Like, would. There you imagine, go. That was an interesting is. guy to talk about. Like he would, he would be like a dream guest one day. Not even like Virgil Abloh. Just to talk. Yeah. Like bro, he's done everything. Music design. Like he does it all. Kanye's second hand. That's what and I. Then that's what to I look heard. at, but what like like I'd read about it a bit, but I'd never gone deep into it. Like, yeah, so you come up with um, Kanye. They were really close mates, and 
Kanye's dream was always to be the head honcho of Louis Vuitton. Like, that was Kanye's dream, and mm. then Virgil Abloh got it. Um, <laughs> so they were gunning. I think they went to the same fashion school in, like, Italy or Paris. And or then that's why when you see that huge, iconic moment at Virgil Abloh's first runway with Louis Vuitton, when he walks down and Kanye is standing there, and Virgil Abloh walks up, gives him a huge hug. Mm. And that's an yeah, iconic moment, but... Yeah, no, that's pretty well, no, interesting. Yeezy, speaking of that, I don't think we've really spoke about it since it got fucking announced. How about now? Don't worry about Louis Vuitton. Motherfucker, Yeezy's at 1.3 billy. 1.3? Motherfucker, like 3. Point, no, his personal no. assets is 3.3. Oh, is that what it is? Yeah, like his, his net worth, if you factor in music catalogue, all these different stuff, but Yeezy's valuation is 1.3. Wow. Well, and that's just like, holy shit. Because it's its own individual brand now, isn't it? It's under the Adidas roof, but he owns oh, it. Is like, it. I thought it was similar separated. to maybe like what Drake might be doing. That's actually fuck another good, another yeah, good uh, way that we've let into something. So like, there could but be some big moves. That could be like Drake. Here. Maybe OVO becomes a, a arm of Nike, where he owns a hundred percent. But obviously, Adidas is like it's almost like a radio, um, and uses the show. Like yeah, Yeezy's the show. So yeah. the, the radio already has the the following, and then they that radio fucks with Yeezy Radio. That's mm. the same thing with Drake. Like Drake might bring OVO onto Nike because Nike have that fucking platform. And they start mm. doing crossovers and shit like that. And as you said before, what a fucking what a mixtape, Dark Lane demo oh, tape. Well, I still so can't like Chicago so Freestyle was released a while ago. But I still can't fucking stop listening. To <laughs> oh yeah, um, <laughs> I was listening to that the other day like it was new. Where like, Monday, I even had Monday, it on Monday go Saturday to Sunday, so good. Monday. And that's so good for people like us who grew up on Eminem. Oh, because Eminem, Eminem doesn't hit, like doesn't strike every time he hits now. Yeah, like yeah. you get some good M, but just having that through someone who's hitting every fucking shot now, mm. like Drake, getting that cosign obviously from Eminem to do that. Like, oh, like, bro, oh, like that's good. massive, and then. Even though he's so respectful, we're men, they come, they yeah. come. He's yeah. over like bitches. Boy, I noticed that. That, was my, that, was, that actually made me giggle the first time. Like, <laughs> like, giggle, like so respectful. <laughs> like, it was hilarious just thinking how he just goes, we're men, they come, they go. And he doesn't say they're getting drunk, he says he's getting drunk. Yeah. I'll sit my drunk ass. Yeah. <laughs> they're not getting drunk, oh, this is getting drunk. Wrong way. <laughs> like the worst thing he says is ho at the end, and that's probably just an ad lib more than He's it is. He's probably calling himself a hoe. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm a hoe. I'll sit here as a hoe until you come back to I'll me. I'll sit on my drunk ass, I'm a hoe. <laughs> what do you think of the um, then, um, one four song? Yeah, so not bad. Actually, it was it was good. Auto tuned it, and the so crazy. it wasn't the normal sound of one four that yeah. you'd normally get. Yeah. But I different. feel if you're going for the US market, which you know, not a lot of it, they've already collabed. They they you know there's someone in the UK. Mm. So if you're going to try go into that US market, and who better than you got yeah, Who better like, not to jump in there? Yeah. Back to Drake, which we're gonna like in terms of one four. When Drake was young and bringing Toronto in the game, he's like, early on, I sounded American. I sounded like Lil Wayne to appeal to those people. Mm. So it's almost like, all right, they're going to have their sound. When they drop a fucking 1-4 track, they're going to be grimy. And that's most likely what's mm. going to resonate with people overseas because it's our sound. But it's mm. natural well, it's when you're up and coming. It's to do marketing-wise. Like, you look at um, what Drake has done with... The baby and Drake has done all these collabs mm. with all these upcoming artists, and he Ooh, does. Their that's flow. what keeps him on. Like he does their flow. Yeah. You know, he doesn't do his own. Comes in and does his own Drake flow. You know, he comes in and 
he does it in his own way, but he'll yeah. do that you mumble rap him, in his own way. Even Fetty Wap, just... my way. Like, Drake, to that point, he was a singer, but he never really was on a melody like that. Like, mm. Fetty Wap was just singing, but also rapping. And then Drake just comes in, All I gotta do is put my mind to this shit. <laughs> like, remember that goddamn, how big that was to us in 2014? Huge. Like, that was crazy, bro. Fucking that moment. Goddamn, boom. <laughs> but I think, yeah, like, that's the thing, like, people like one four even if it doesn't blow up and it's not, like mm. they wouldn't have the expectation of them to now all of a sudden be international touring but things like that like drake signing with uh drake on a verse with lil wayne trey songs that's like one four now on a verse uh, on a song with asap asap then who knows what if next it's skepta and we go into the uk and also u.s market because mm. skepta's got that u.s market <coughs> what if next it's fucking well, thing like Real just having ASAP Ferg on there, like ASAP Ferg's mates are gonna listen to it. Yeah, Their mates are gonna listen to it, and like they're literally the only people you need really to listen about, to. Think about think about ASAP Ferg's mates. ASAP. Who are they? Well, <laughs> <laughs> Say it two times. Imagine that, like the ASAP crew across one four. So, so smart for ASAP to do it too, oh, because one four right now the hottest thing in Australia mm. when it comes to hip hop, when it comes Huge. to this music. Mm. So for him to be the first US rapper to go and do a collab, let's fucking collab mm. with these That's guys. That's what I was and thinking then, the whole time he was doing it. Like you listen to him smart. come in. It's, it's so smart, smart on their behalf. Bro, he was too. out in Mount Druitt recording a video clip. <laughs> He's out in the fucking Drew. <laughs> To us, we're like, bro, that'd be like someone going into Chicago, middle of Chicago, from Australia. <laughs> Obviously, probably not. How good is that? But like, we, we, mm. the way we view it is like Mount Druid. It's like, holy shit! Like this guy fu- must fuck with them to go to where they stay and yeah. do what they do. And I like. Yeah. I think one four actually killed it more. Like after ASAP's verse, I don't know who personally don't know who sings the last verse. Spenny. Fuck, he kills it. I don't know what it is, but after that, like he just comes in and finishes off yeah. the song so good. I loved it. Now they work off each other well. Have you listened to any other one, one four tracks? I've heard. Oh, what's a? I've got too many heaters. Want to fuck with my heaters? No, that's no, that's fucking <laughs> Hefs, bro. Hefsy. Oh my god. Shout out Hefs. <laughs> Beginning. I'm not massive yeah. to the Aussie rap scene, but sing me a song or tell me a song now. In the, in the beginning, know. it was only me in the game. What's another? What's an early song they oh, have? Someone they don't want to back. Someone they don't want to back. I can't believe I did that. <laughs> nah, but that's that's honestly me trying to sound like I know what I'm talking about. But if I'm being authentic, I have no idea. I, as much as say the regular lad yes, would, I know. Lads in the hood. Fuck! I've heard that sound before. <laughs> I know this song. You would. This is one of their big ones, eh? It's the one that got him massive. He was blew up. Well, one full veteran's okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's one full. But that's that's just it's huge, bro. Good on him for Australia. Fucking. Don't be the that's fucking NWA movie. in twenty years. Mm. There'll be documentaries on them and what they've done, how they've built the Australian game. Look at fucking 360 Bliss and SO and all these crew. Like, you can only get so far. You, know, you can only get Australian so far. Wide. Exactly right. And everyone in Australia would know this crew. Hilltop Hoods. <laughs> <laughs> you can only, literally. Like their their biggest Australia. song, Hilltop Hoods. Our biggest song before this, and obviously this is ignorant. This is a almost this is a hustler daily fact that's not a fact. <laughs> 
the almost the biggest song is that one that goes um, going down the hard road. Like that's probably the biggest Australian, like the most international. Oh, Australian. Australian. I don't, even bro, I don't know, know what the what fuck I'm was. talking about, bro. <laughs> fuck just Melbourne. I mean. <laughs> <laughs> No. All right. What about six nine? Fucking dickhead. <laughs> <laughs> fucking dickhead, bro. Like, good on him, bro. Marketing yeah. wise, you can't fault that. He's and fucking... he come out and did you watch the video? Yeah. So like, I think, for, like, from where he's coming from, I understand. Like, you know, he's talking about these, like, his supposed mates from the gang and they raping his missus and like bashing him. Yeah, and... like. Doing all this, doing all this shit, and it's like, I, I like from where you're coming from, I understand, and it's so smart from a marketing perspective because you haven't said a word yet, mm. and now you've just come out on Instagram Live, you've got two well, million true, viewers, yeah. and you're just fucking throwing your hate at them. Like, I don't Drops care how big your balls are, bro. Like, you just had a dick. Yeah, yeah. So, and, he, and if if you are a rat, right, which you he is saying he, I you know, snitch, he did right, snitch. Bro, you're gonna die, man. That's the thing, and that's like, what you're fucking with the wrong people. That's what yeah, I that's think it. the people, like, the people from saying, our point of view. Yeah, sweet. Mm. Do what you gotta do. But from the gang point of view, from that fucking mindset, you don't. That's snitch. what you gotta look no. at. You do not snitch. You don't involve the fucking government or the police. The you're government. not doing a diss on Drake. Yeah, like you're, it's not like you're doing a diss on mama. the gang world. Yeah, these like, these <laughs> people don't have a face to us. Like, <laughs> they don't care. They'll go do time. Yeah, happily. <laughs> And that's the thing. That's where it's like, all right, smart, smart, one hundred percent marketing wise. You got two million people on you. You drop your first song to coincide with that insta or like the mm. Instagram live to coincide with the first song. So that first song is going to blow up. He can go to labels and be or like I think he had he got like ten million from a label beforehand. He can go to them and say like I need more money or like just small sponsorship deals mm. that give him money. But if you're talking about safety, like it's just it's hard to salvage that now. I feel like. Because of the actual... I feel like by coming out and admitting all this stuff and saying like, you know, I did it for all these reasons, he's trying to get everyone else on side except for 6 9 like the game. Yeah, he's trying to say to the general public, I've been through the mud. Yeah, like, I've this been, I'm the victim here. That's what he's trying to say. Yeah. Like, I'm yeah. the victim. You should all have my back. Protect me. Because they're, they're coming the for me. Like, yeah, that's pretty much what he's yelling through those words. Yeah, like that's I what I need got. to be fucking protected. Protect. Yeah, I need protection, bro. You need the highest level different. of security protection. Bro. Presidential. 100%. I said it on that Hustler post this morning. Yeah. Like, I just... It came to my head at the time, but like, he'll literally need social security. He should die secret services, black, bro, so he can hide. Yeah. Like, oh, <laughs> that rainbow thing, he's still got that rainbow colored air and everything. Yeah, he hasn't that. changed. Like, he hasn't got that... Fucking no. just short hair. I mean, good on him, bro. Everything. He's fucking still making bands. He's killing it. So if he comes still alive, bro. keep doing you, bro. He's still alive, man. So I guess it's working for, now, for yeah. you. That's it. That's and I'm thing. not complaining. Not I'm about... not a part of the gang, so you didn't do me wrong. Yeah, that's you didn't do any wrong. You've just got shit fucking music. Like the beats, bro. The beats are going hard. That song you dropped today sounds like No Limit beat. You know, No Limit. No, I love the beat. Just yell. And then you got him. Yeah, I'm a fucking <laughs> the only song that I could semi-listen to was that one that goes bomb slicky uh, pull up on the blicky uh. and that one's still like if I love a song I can listen to it until I'm dead in the ear mm. that one I loved it his song is Boogie in the Hoodies alright I haven't heard it so I can't um, <laughs> honestly I'm what's that one called who's this Boogie with a Hoodie and 6 9 yeah, yeah, swerving up. It's, no, it's pretty good, but again, <laughs> bro. It's a perfect gun. You're worried. Yeah. Oh, there you go. Sorry. And that's when you, that's yeah, when you turn, go next. Yeah. He comes in and just like next. 
Good like, stuff. Like he could you. do it. He could just become a DJ, bro. Be, yeah, Takashi be a DJ. Yeah. Why do you need your voice? Stop yelling. Song, like, because you only get about thirty seconds yeah. of it. That's what I mean. You don't. But you like the song, yeah. But if Takashi was in there for a minute and a half, oh. and Boogie was thirty seconds, yeah, oh. like Boogie gave him the perfect <laughs> amount of time slot in that song, yeah. like, <laughs> which is fuck. Yeah, like I get it. Like when I was watching it, I get it. I get it. Yeah. From my point of view, if someone does that, and to as you, you said, everyone understands. Like, you just don't want to un- like. They don't want to understand why they mm. why he did it. Like everyone mm. gets it, but no one wants to acknowledge it because of these gang rules and mm. like and he doesn't lifestyle. have to stay loyal to them yeah no by not snitching uh, by snitching like that doesn't have to be a sign of disloyalty that's a sign of like in the in the, that kind of world at least from what I've learned through like say your Charlemagne the gods who are were the first kind of person when he was popping before all this to say like honestly like you gotta be careful because and not as a Charlemagne thing obviously yeah yeah gonna get, like you gotta be careful as Charlemagne coming from an OG standpoint saying like I've seen this before, like, if you get in this game, like, it's not the same as, like, it's not the same, you're not in the same game as Drake doing a fucking yeah. pussy slide, you know what I mean? Like, like this is a whole different You're world, involving bro. gangs, you're... Like, weren't we just saying that? What? Like, weren't we just talking about gangs and... Yeah. <laughs> like, now you're just saying it in a whole different Oh, no, you're just saying, view. like, from Charlemagne, like, this is what Charlemagne... No, that's what I'm uh, saying, like, From an OG then, perspective, yeah. like... That's what I'm that, saying. No, like, I, was way that people... I thought we were just talking about that. <laughs> <laughs> I thought we literally just got that whole point across that <laughs> yeah. it's a whole different ballgame. Yeah. I'm just coming from like, the angle that I saw it kind of unfold, which yeah. was like, that's what it is. Like, the Breakfast Club interview, Charlemagne, everyone thinking like Charlemagne's like hating when it's like Charlemagne was saying, they're like, you've got to be careful, you're going to end up in jail or dead. First of all, now he's in jail. What's next? Yeah. Like, well, that's it's it. It's a and different game. come out like this and to see him the way he's acting. Good marketing, but mm. it's the real world, bruv. But yeah. as he said in the video, he goes, like, I could have either not snitched and gone to prison, you guys could have slit my throat in there, or I do yeah. this and I get on the outside. So, like, he's fucked himself yeah, out of the way. If he didn't like, snitch yet, yeah, that's like a, it. Let's you say don't go into that world if you're not made for that world. Handle you know what I mean? Yeah, like, like, if you're not made for it, saying, don't go down that road. You were saying, I think, off air, you were saying about, like, the he, he looked at it from, they probably said, here's all this money, mm. be, our, be our guy. And yeah, I get they started doing that stuff that he was saying. Yeah. But you don't go snitch. But I think yeah. he wanted the benefits of that world without the implications of it. He didn't want to wear the, the other shit that's yeah. going on to him. Which is the he same. He just wanted the cash mm. and the fame, which he blew up <laughs> out of nowhere. And now he just wants to stay out there. And I'm guessing it's all, all this other side shit that's happened to him has come from the gang being like, pay up, bro. Like, yeah. Like, and what comes around goes around. Like, mm. You want to snitch? What goes around comes around. Your, day, your day's gonna come. A, you said it perfectly before. It's someone without a face. It's not like fucking someone we see in the media who's affiliated with someone who Takashi snitched on is gonna do it. Like it's no, pe- like it's like a fucking going out and bashing fucking. <laughs> well, it's like right it? now. Remember that he bashed on um, XX, was it? Nah. Who XX? No, remember, remember um the Migos bashed one of these rappers. Or was it like Ray <laughs> Shremmet or something? I think so. I think it was I, no, I don't know what you're talking about. I don't um, want to say yes in case it's running with Joe Button, but that no, was like, bashing. That no. was just an iconic moment in <laughs> rap history. For a second, I'm just running that. with Joe Biden because I thought they were just fucking <laughs> yeah, yeah, presidential candidate. Mama! So we had a couple of technical difficulties, but we're just wrapping up the conversation about Takashi and rolling into our Hustler Sessions Top 30, where me, Jess, and Gambo. Okay, Sean, drop uh, our top tens into a top thirty. Listen to it that oh, way. Can yeah, now that's just the same thing. It grew up on me 
Like that song aged well, except now Tunes. TikToks are on in it. But anyway. And then High Power, Kendrick Lamar, yeah, Gaddy, Pop Smoke, Travis Scott, Blue Notes by McMill. They're my ten. Love Simple it. as fuck. Mine was very uh mine was very Drake influenced this week. <laughs> yeah. I think I had what the I had When to Say When. I think I had Chicago Freestyle, D for Earl Payne nineteen ninety three. Was that me? Or which? Oh no, this is the ones that I added in there. Honestly, I can't tell you which ones <laughs> yeah, I no. actually put in because I had the. I, I can tell you five I put in. I can't <laughs> tell you the Drake ones I put in because I deleted and re um, downloaded his album because I had the non explicit one. So every time, bro, I thought it was just being like. It was just, <laughs> it was just to, being really nice. Yeah, I thought it was being nice and just curving out that. And then I <laughs> yeah, saw, nice. I went on it, and you know how they have suggestions of yeah. Apple Music? There was the album down the bottom. I saw an album down the bottom, the same <laughs> one. So I just listened to it, and I'm like, oh shit. He does yeah, swear. He does swear. Okay. Drizzy is very respectful, but also wants to swear. Okay. But anyway, Drizzy. yeah, I had five um, of the five of the Drizzy tracks, and then Bad Bougie. I kind of threw it back with a lot of these tracks. Yeah. Mercy, Bank Account. Uh, Mercy with Kanye West, Big Sean. Push a T. Mercy's a tune. Yeah, that one goes. Uh, Jay Z. Um, gets better with Two chains. Yeah. Yeah, that one's slides. Lamborghini Mercy. Yeah. Twenty one Savage Bank Account. Hot N Word by Bobby Schmurder and Drip Too Hard by Lil Baby and Gunner. How good. I think I, I have said nine songs. I think you said fucking Blue Notes on my behalf. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I did with your one. I was meant to say the other one. Um, well, this week I've got Ned Flanders. Medintio, ASAP Ferg, that That's one track. That's a throwback, bro. When I heard, listen to that. <laughs> yeah. Well, the ASAP 4 track with 1-4. Ah, ASAP 4. ASAP Ferg with 1-4 track just jeeped me up for a bit more ASAP Ferg. And then we're talking about the Migos as well. What a do. What a do, what a do, what a do. What a do. A bit of Roy Woods, I was just vibing the other yeah. day. So. Feeling a bit in your emotions. Yeah, I was just kicking back. <laughs> <laughs> Playing a bit of cod and then I'm like, you know what? It's a royal. It's going to kick back. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Mo Bamba, Shaq West, and blue. Force It Failure by Ski Master Sun God. That was just fucking jamming me up during the week. I was just vibing <laughs> to it at work. Bit of Wiz Khalifa with No Sleep. That's a banger. Can't go wrong there. That was fucking after his new album, which just released. It just fucking jamming me up tape. to watch. Yeah. <laughs> to listen to Wiz Khalifa, Sad by XX, Bampton by YG, <laughs> Psycho, 50 Cent, Eminem. Throwback. Fucking track, bro. Fucking true. Um, and then, yeah, Blue Notes. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you very much. Just yeah, <laughs> reclaims like yeah, no, I was <laughs> <laughs> It's like, I listened to that good music. Yeah, like, that was my <laughs> song. still my fucking song. <laughs> <laughs> Worked hard for them 10. I had to send you another one because fucking Chicago Freestyle was in there. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> bro. Blocker sent the whole fucking demo tape. <laughs> I literally fifty percent of mine this week with demo tapes because I just bro. Well, that's, that's the just thing. Hard. All the tracks yeah, on there what are a fucking tune. bangers. What a tune, literally. And yeah, so what we do is every week we upload it on. Uh, it'll, it'll be updated week. weekly. Thirty songs to your head top. Spotify, Apple Music, subscribe, follow. Stay updated. And yeah, tunes for your just hustle. Listen to what we're listening to. It'll probably help you through the week Ooh. in some way or another. Help you through. After you've listened to the potty, listen to our music. The work it straight <laughs> on. By, by the time you know it, there'll be another potty. And Alexa, play Hustler. Yeah, that's gonna Let's be. Go. That's gonna be a uh, sound like Gary V has a. <laughs> that's gonna be our sound. Alexa, Alexa play Hustler. That's actually mad. Yeah, so that's another week of us. Hope you enjoy the uh, longer episode. It's, it's actually really good. I 
We had a good chat we, today. <laughs> that came naturally, an hour and a half. Bloody hell, 3.50, I thought it Enjoy. was 11.30. That's it's how, been, a, it's been a couple of weeks since it's just been us three. Yeah. Hope you enjoyed with, the last few weeks with the, the local we're men. We're going to be having a few more interviews via Zoom, but we thought we'll wait to get them in. Yeah, we want to provide everything the quality for you guys. Not really, best quality, like yes, yeah. but... If you watch the interview, you you'll realize why yeah. we're holding. Like it's up. a lot. Like, a lot. And just like so, you guys can get the most out of it. Like we present you with the information and a good chat that is engaging and easy to and listen in to. In person, and it's easier to get that feel. I found even with you guys, like talking to you guys, and yeah. we talk like natural, even yeah. over the over Zoom. In person, you get that natural kind of flow, whereas over there, it's like. It could be a small like, technical delay. It could literally well, be a body movement. Yeah. It's everything Seriously. about it. You know when they're going to talk. So whereas when we're doing it over that, you don't. That's why on the first one, you see a lot of it, you know, we talk at the same time <laughs> and then we stop. And then like, we both talk again to yeah. go to like, who's, because it's just, it's confusing. Yeah. It's and we haven't mastered that use, task yeah. yet. So yeah. we're getting there. We're perfecting our craft. As we're we perfecting go. our craft, lads. And you're yeah. here along the journey. Let's go. Let's go. That's another week. Signing out, Mitch. Sean and Jesse and we out at Chase out. Love it. Fucking bye.